0: Hello, hello, hello everyone out there. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo here and it's solo dolo me right now because I am so excited to introduce the next guest. Uh, You guys, I really did not want to finish off April without addressing that this month is Autism Awareness Month and I know I'm not very um, open about my experiences with autism but my younger brother is on the spectrum, and so I. this is very close to my heart. And so I wanted to have at least an episode to highlight um, autism because it is something that I feel like most people don't talk about, and it does affect me very much, and I am very passionate about autism and learning more about it, to be honest with you, because it's something that I'm still learning every day. Um, and I, I think that's, that's what mental health in the black and brown spaces um, you know, the BIPOC community, we've had a difficult time with talking about, you know, mental health and, you know, therapy and all that. So that's why meditate is a huge pillar for Kimbology. And I really wanted to bring on a guest to highlight this with her firsthand real life experience as well. Um, I want to introduce you to you, Harlem Knight. She's actually, she's actually a Torian like myself, So it's tourist season, and she's actually a mother of two beautiful autistic children um, that are actually twins. So I wanted to highlight this episode and share a little bit about you know her experience just being a mom and with having both children beyond the spectrum, and just how her, how her life goes, and how she navigates around that, and how special her children are, and how smart they are, and so I just thought it was a really engaging conversation, and I am really, really, really exciting for you guys to hear it, so without further ado, here is Harlem Night, enjoy guys. Alright! We are back from our break. Oh, I am so, so excited for the guests today, guys. Um, this is a dear friend of mine. Her name is Harlem Knight. Hello. She's sickening. Yes, guys. So Harlem Knight and I uh, met because we are both performers, and it is Autism Awareness Month. So I wanted I asked her to come on the show to talk a little bit about herself as a mom, as a burlesque artist, and also a mom to autistic children. So I'm gonna let Harlem Knight introduce
1: herself. Hi, everyone. Um, I am Harlem Knight. Some of you know me as CJ Iman, depending on when you began to follow me, because um, I do have an Instagram following. Um, I am a burlesque artist, a choreographer, movement coach, body inclusivity activist, um, autism Bad advocate. Bad <laughs> bitch.
0: I'm like bad, bad bitch. bitch touring, right. Gang, gang, okay. Gang. She's a Taurus like me, so <laughs> I love her. Yes, What's your yes. what are your pronouns? What are your pronouns?
1: My pronouns are she, her, and they. I am open to be referred to in a more gender neutral um pronoun simply because it doesn't take anything away from me to include everyone. So I know that's right. She and they. She, her, they.
0: And do you identify as queer as well? Very queer.
1: Gosh, I am. I am a gay. <laughs> <laughs> I am a no, gay? I'm actually, yes, I am queer. I'm pansexual. Um, okay. So that means, in most basic of basic explanations, is that I go off of vibes. And I let everything I love that. happen naturally. So, um, but I do think just because of the way that, you know, my attraction, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, has kind of, like, evolved over the years. I do feel like queer relationships do seem to be a bit more at home for me than, like, heteronormative ones.
0: I love that. Because, you know what? Honestly, truly, like, Harlem, I didn't meet you until we did Tease Together, mm-hmm. which was uh, which, which, uh, which was an event we did together at the Promontory here in Chicago, yes. uh, led by the Small World Collective yes. uh, movement, which is so awesome. I felt so welcomed by everyone at home comfortable and thank you again Harlem for making me so uncomfortable too like I barely met you and she just felt you know she just made me so at home and then when I found out you were Taurus I was like Taurus you said that out loud I was like
1: wait what I have yeah yeah because I feel like there's (laughs) I feel like there's like Barely any Tauruses in my friendship circles. I feel like everybody's birthdays are like either before us or like late uh-huh. in the year. But
0: who? What kind of signs that you are? Do you like always have around you? Like I have a lot of cancers around me. I have Aries, uh, Aries you know, like Scorpios. Aries, there's
1: actually two people in my burlesque troupe. Um, the founder, yes, Mocha Mocha.
0: Um, yes, Mocha. Tomorrow, and, oh, okay, um, Happy birthday, Mocha.
1: Yes, and my other dance sister, Casmo Universe. Birthday is tomorrow. They, they oh, share I the love same that. So, there's that. Um, so I have some Aries. I have some Aries. I also have some March Aries in my um social social circle, my close circle. I feel like a lot of Scorpios and a lot of Sagittarians are around me, and I think that's okay. My big three include those signs. So I'm probably gravitating to people who I see shit in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I can resonate with because my moon is in Sag and my rising is in Scorpio. So I okay, to I was around- just
0: gonna ask you your birth chart. Like, mm-hmm. say that one more time. So your sun is Taurus. Yep.
1: My rising Scorpio.
0: You have a rising Scorpio. Interesting. I know. Right? And then your moon. Yeah. And then your moon
1: is Sag. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that's like. Yeah, I got a lot. Of, I got a spicy, got a little spicy energy about me. That's why I'm the tourist that can, I'm the tourist that'll bite back. You feel me?
0: Like, uh huh.
1: Like, my horns are sharp because, uh huh.
0: <laughs> and what would you no say that is? To. That's your Scorpio? That's your Sag? Like,
1: um, it's so typical to say my Scorpio energy, but I really think it's Sag. Yeah. Because Sag, really? Sage's get, get real smart. They, they, have okay. A flipping way. Um, when they are in there, you like not everything that a sash does has that, but like okay, when it comes to putting out that sarcastic, very like, uh huh, you know yes, like, very um, sarcastic yeah, yes, they have that yes they have that ability, and I have that yes. I have the ability to turn that off and on when I want to okay, you know? so I can do I can do the soft nurturing, you know, I want everyone to be fed and loved on and and taken care of big Taurus energy, but then like, if you play with me, I'm going to put that sag on, you know what I mean? And the sag is like, I know you don't think I'm dumb, like just because I didn't say anything doesn't mean that I don't peep, you know? So, that's a very, I feel like that's a very sag-like quality, so I tend to gravitate to people who can kind of like know how to turn those type of buttons off and on when they need to but it can be done
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love everything you said so much because I agree with you and I feel like people get Taurus as fucked up yo like all the time they really do like don't get it fucking twisted you know like we don't listen passion we're stubborn bulls we're prideful but at the same time we're so loving and nurturing and caring and we're trusting like Mm -hmm. to a T loyal to a T but if Mm -hmm. you fuck with us we're we not the one nor the two? Nah, nah. We're just. I'm just done. I'll ghost you in a second. You know, yeah, we done. We I'm, done. I'm
1: learning how to get. I'm,
0: oh man. Yes. I'm I just to triggered to something there, I'm so something. Gonna I'm, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. Well, okay. So let's let's get into more about you as a burlesque artist, and I have some questions because this sure. is something that I. Okay. So guys, you guys know that the listeners know that I'm a pole dancer. I've been doing, i have been a pole artist instructor now for nine years Mm -hmm. and Harlem uh, and I met because, you know, we both have been uh, performing at the same events and I have a big admiration for the burlesque community. I feel like they're cousins of ours. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the burlesque community, we're cousins, we're sister cousins, all that, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel just like strippers, you know what I'm saying? Sex workers. We're all like in the family and I feel like you know, when it comes to burlesque, you know, I like to ask these questions because I, I want to be correct. And I want to make sure I'm, you know, just being respectful of everybody's, you know, because everybody has different viewpoints. And burlesque Absolutely. is very broad. Like, there's like it's it's like I had G's Louise on my show before, too. I don't know if you know G's Love. Louise. Of course. Yeah. I do. Are you kidding? Of course me? you do. Of course you do. I'm sorry. That was disrespect. Every She's she's G's Louise is amazing. She, I was on her show, too. I was on the GZ Jukes juke joint. a few years back. So I love her. And she was on the show.
1: It's funny you mentioned that because Jeezy's Juke joint is the reason why there's a Harlem night, but we'll get into that. Really? Okay. 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 I'm excited for that. Okay.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Okay. That's perfect segue. Okay. So when it comes to being a burlesque artist, art, do you consider yourself a sex worker?
1: Absolutely. I'm selling sex. I'm not selling the act of sex. However, Am I doing movement that will put you in the mood? Yes. Am I putting all of these moves to music that is typically reserved for that type of energy? Absolutely. So yes, I am a sex worker. I am a sex worker by proxy. I'm not a direct engaging in the act of sex. Sex worker, but yeah. sex work
0: adjacent, a sex work adjacent yeah, type exactly. of. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, I love that because I'm a pole dancer, right? But I'm a performer and I'm a, I am instruct, but I don't actually work at the strip club. And I am pro-sex work all day, but I don't want to, like, offend anyone by calling myself a sex worker because I'm sex work adjacent. I know that I'm not in the trenches at the strip club, right. you know, you know what I'm saying? So right. I don't need I don't necessarily want to take that title away from the from the girls and the gays and everybody else that is at at the strip club but i i and i'm not ashamed by that title at all if you call me a sex worker i'm like that is a compliment to me you know what i'm saying so but i I always say i'm sex worker jason because of that reason so it's Mm -hmm. it's it's and you said you're a sex worker uh you're a sex worker by proxy too so you know and the thing is you're 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 taking your clothes off on stage you know i mean you're getting money you know so it's like you know what I mean? I just like to know where everybody's at because I, I know there's yeah, just different viewpoints. Okay. I
1: definitely feel like especially the the burlesque style that I'm in um, is a very sensual.
0: What style, style is that? What um, style it's is that?
1: Technically the neo style, neo burlesque. Neo style. Um, that's neo, typically okay. when you when you perform to music that is um, from an era of pretty much like. You could say late twenty first century down, late twentieth century okay. down. So like <clears throat> um you can you can definitely even if you dance to what's called like what's considered old school music, you're still neo. Classic burlesque is like that think New Orleans brass band, jazz and typically uh... you know, there's no one singing over the music and um even like the live like that live band. Type of concept that that lends more to the classic burlesque style because that's actually jazz. Jazz and mm. burlesque, if you understand the history of how burlesque even became, because this is a this is an American specific dance genre. And it's because it was started to complement jazz. And you know jazz mm. is a black American musical style. So burlesque and jazz actually are like peanut butter and jelly. So burlesque and jazz. Yes. Okay. So the a real the classic burlesque. The classic burlesque. Okay. Um, and so of course, Neo began began to become popular as live bands are not as popular in venues. It's not like you're gonna go to the promontory and there's a standing house band every night. It's not like that anymore. So, like okay, if you go to um just kind of like looking how if you see how the nightlife culture has changed over the centuries you know from like it's it's pretty much the inception of this country you can see how the the burlesque styles began to evolve so like okay i would say neo just because of the the fact that i don't really dance to live music as Often, of course, if the opportunity came, I would, okay. I would definitely do that. But my primary style is neo. Um, okay. There are all kinds of subcategories, but the most popular ones are classic, neo, and nerd.
0: Nerd. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Nerd is kind of okay.
1: like nerdlesk is kind of like based off of literally geek blurred culture you know okay yeah, you're
0: like in, cosplay and, a little bit yeah, yeah like okay cosplay
1: and okay um cosplay and burlesque because basically i don't know if you're aware of this but cosplay is definitely part of kink culture as well like
0: no i love that no, no yeah global, for sure you
1: know yes so absolutely get definitely turned on by the idea of someone in their favorite character being sexy so,
0: yeah. Oh, I mean, I watch. I We'll get into that later for Medicaid. Med, med, meditate, masturbate, Medicaid. <laughs> but I watch hentai. Like, I love cartoon porn. Like, I'm a weird, like weirdo. Not, not, that's incorrect. I'm not a weirdo. I like it. That's just what Anyone's I like. That's my kink. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's my kink. That's what I'm into. <laughs> so, well, thank you for clearing that up. Because honestly, like, I like to ask those questions repeatedly because it helps me. And I'm sure it helps the listeners um, understand the burlesque community more respectively as well. So sure. thank you for that. Um, I want to dive into more of like the reason why you got into burlesque. Like, why, okay. like What made you, What call, What were, how were you called to burlesque and how long have you been a burlesque artist?
1: So, um, okay, I've been a dancer since I was three. But <laughs> I have only been a burlesque dancer since officially 2022 so my year anniversary in burlesque actually just passed this past week this this week the, oh shit, yeah, this week. happy yeah. anniversary thank you um, <laughs> now i know what i'm gonna post on instagram today because i was like what the there you go gonna i'm gonna talk about that uh, anyhow um so okay how i got started i was finding out around the time i decided to get back into dance in general i had already said loosely, I really want to get back into dance. I really want to get back into dance. I had watched uh Watch Out for the Big Girls, the the Lizzo reality show. Love it. I fucking cried. Love Every it. Bore my eyes out from episode one. I was boohooing
0: and oh uh, you guys if you haven't watched like uh, a uh, shout what is it? Shout out to the big girls or no, uh, watch out for the big girls. Yes. Watch out for the big girls on Amazon amazon right it is a dance competition lizzo's dance competition for big girls it's amazing watch it yes
1: it's a great time and you are going to yeah. cry if you are a sensitive baby like me <clears throat> so, Taurus Taurus I swear <laughs> <laughs> so um I had already said to myself I want to get into dance I really want to do it I, I you know whatever and so around that time a couple of months out like i have to I'm actually getting ahead of myself so top of January 2021 was literally the hardest time of my life of my adult life so far after having my kids. So, um I lost my business. Uh it went under. Sorry. Um thank you. I, I lost my business. It went under for for reasons that were beyond my control. Okay. Um and then at that same time I was finding out that my kids were uh going to have to leave the pre-K, the I mean I'm sorry, the daycare that they were going to because One, I couldn't afford it with the whole everything that happened with my business. And then two, Mm -hmm. the head um, uh, of the daycare had said, I see some differences in your, specifically my daughter. Um, I see some differences in your daughter that are very important and I need to call them out. I don't think I would be doing my job if I didn't tell you. And I'm like, okay, mm, sure, whatever. Um, So she explained to me that. You know, there were some some issues that were going on that she had concerns about. And then she gave me this recommendation and sent me off to this place to, like, call them and find out if my kid can be evaluated. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, what the hell? is Evaluate for what? And she said originally speech delay this is what the daycare okay. head told me and so I was like alright cool no problem All right. and how old is
0: your daughter at this age, At this point at when she's time,
1: getting um, just shy of turning four so three years four old year... already just three shy years of turning okay. four mm-hmm. okay. so and she's a twin so her and her twin brother were going to the same daycare but they didn't tell me much they were saying really more so they were noticing signs of her not in him Interesting. <clears throat> so I ended up um setting an appointment, getting her tested, evaluated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Come to find out she has autism. okay, Not only does she have autism, but she is speech delayed. So I was finding okay. all of this out and losing my business and oh. losing my life savings because it took my life savings life savings to put into that business. And then I took money from the PPP program. I had PPP money and invested into the business. I actually did what the money was supposed to be for.
0: She actually used it for what okay, it was supposed to be for. Okay,
1: I mean, I might, I might have caught me a Jordan in the PPP situation. You know, pay myself, but for the most part, I did use it the way I was supposed to. So,
0: listen, um, hey, I'm, listen, you're an artist, so that's your costume. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That part,
1: okay. I was Mm. kicking myself, though, because at that time, you know, I was just going through so much and I was just like, man, I probably could have did something different with that money or just held on to it. So there was just a lot of shit going on mentally, emotionally, financially. And I was just like, I have I need an outlet. I need a fucking outlet. If I don't get something that is for me to blow the steam off. I'm going to lose my shit. Uh And so I said, I'm going to get back into dance. I'm going to get back into dance. That's all I kept saying. I'm going to get back into dance. I'm going to get back into dance. But this was like January, February, whatever. And so- What year was this? 2020? Oh, 2021. Okay. 2021. So,
0: oh no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 2022. I'm sorry. 2022. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was 2022. Sorry. I know. I'm like- I know. After, like, pre-pandemic, I knew what year it was. But post-pandemic, I'm just like, okay, yeah, it's another new year. Right. right." Like, Whatever. (laughs) So this was all 2022, my bad. Um, So I ended up uh being invited. I have a really, really amazing friend of mine, Goddess Brickhouse. Um, that's another person who is in burlesque, a powerhouse, on the Burlesque Top 50 mo- more than one year in a row. Um, They actually uh gave me a chance to perform um this year in one of their shows. So Brickhouse... Amazing. Yeah, I actually met Brickhouse the same year that I gave birth. Like meeting Brickhouse. Oh wow! Yeah, I met I met them on. I'm not sure what their pronouns are, so I'm just gonna default to them. I met them out here in Chicago because they had come to perform for a Jeezy's Juke Joint weekend, and ah. so they invited me to come to the other to the Jeezy's Juke Joint from last year. And was like, I'm performing, you should come, um, I would love to have you as my guest. I was like, okay, yeah, I had already been to one before, um, and I, you know, it had been a while, because Jeezy, uh, Jeezy doesn't do it every single year, so it had been a right. while since the last one. So I was like, all right, yeah, it right was. here we go. So, I'm at Jeezy's Juke Joint, it's at the Hairpin Art Center, we having a grand old time, Right. And the performers are doing their thing and I'm I'm watching them. I'm in all of them. I'm I'm having a great time. But I'm also thinking to myself, like, motherfucker, you know you could do all the shit that they doing, right? Like, why are you not on the stage? What the fuck? Like, so but I thought to myself, like, this isn't my lane. I, right. It's, it's, it's been a while. My body's different. I had kids now, you know, everything's so I just told myself, like, well if there if any of these folks are doing a class or something, maybe I'll just take a class. And I mean Everybody that you could think of in Burlesque that's active on the scene right now had, like, all attended this dance weekend. So I'm watching oh, okay. all levels. I'm watching people who are, like, powerhouses. I'm watching newbies. Like, it was just a great, great weekend. And so then the Body Confidence for Queens performed at this particular evening that I was um at. And so um, I began following Body Confidence for Queens based off of them performing at Jeezy's juke joint. Okay. Yeah. So that got, that's why I said, if there wasn't a Jeezy's juke joint, there probably would not be a Harlem night because wow. when they shared their Instagram information, I started following them. And then, so this was in March. So like beginning of March. So like end of March or mid March or something like that, they sent out, uh, the account sent out auditions being held for the new round of Queens. And so mm. I was like, oh, shit. These are the people that just performed. I saw them like and it was a Chicago based group. So I was like, OK, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and audition. Worst come to words. If they don't pick me, at least I said I did it. And right. I could also give them my information and like be, you know, uh, some sort of like, You know, I don't know, administrative or, you know, just like I help backstage because I'm a, a, my trade is makeup artistry. So like I've been doing makeup for like close to this. This is my 19th year as a professional makeup artist. So like, I was like, if nothing else, I can help with the costumes, makeup, whatever, whatever. So I go, I go to the audition, the audition kicked my ass (laughs) to the left, to the right, because my body was forgot certain stuff. I was like, Oh shit. I'm Okay. And so, um, I went ahead and auditioned. I was I was fifty fifty because I did. I know I kept up with certain stuff. I know I caught on certain choreography, but like my flexibility was lacking mm. and my physicality, just like a lot of that stuff. Stamina. I, yeah, I just was not Girl. in the type of shape right. I was Yeah,
0: stamina <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right. you're out from this, you know. So I was just like, okay, whatever. But at least I did it. I, I am one of those type of individuals that's like, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and try. Fuck it, you know. So um, I gave my little, you know, my little questions of answers, rather, of why I wanted to join. And I explained, hey, I'm going through a lot of stuff right now. I need an outlet. I need some me time. Like, I'm raising two kids by myself. And I Ooh. did, yeah. And I did, didn't think. That I'd hear back from them so quickly. I thought it was gonna be like a comeback for Oh, you killed back. it. <laughs> Cause I was I thought I was gonna be on I'm so used to the audition world being two and three times audition. Uh-huh. So you get a call. Back, come back, you know,
0: comeback, call back. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So when I got that All email day. that
1: was like welcome, I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> I was super excited. Um, and so that was really how I got into it. i like, literally, I was super depressed. I called my homie and was like, yo, I'm going through some shit. Like, you know, they were like, well, I'm, I'm pulling up to your city, come outside and you know, the, 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 the divine timing. And that's really why I do. I heavily believe that things are ordered and are pre some things are pre laid out for us. It's just a question of whether or not. You are going to make the decision to go with the natural wave that's coming towards you, or if you're going to decide to go against it. You know, I love and there's nothing wrong with either way. You know, you you deciding your own fate and where that's going to go. Like that's there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I'm back. Yay! <laughs> I was like, I was just talking and it and my shit. Said blank screen, and I was like. Ah, man. But I just remember this because I'm sitting.
0: uh, Oh. The sun sun
1: is moving now towards my where I'm sitting at because of the time, you know, the time going down. But anyhow,
0: exactly. Um,
1: Uh, Yes, I do remember. There was we had some technical
0: difficulties, everyone, but we're back. We're back. (laughs) Harlem oh. is back. Yes. So you were you were letting us know that you just got accepted uh, with the Body Confidence yes. uh, Chicago yes. group. Mm-hmm. And that was your inception. That was your beginning into being a burlesque artist. Yes, and that was amazing. I'm so happy. Like, I love your story because I think it's so... And I love that you were saying something about, like, you, you had a story about how Um, you feel like everybody has paths laid out for them, but it's up to you to make that choice. I I I also go by that. I basically, I basically say, like, if you're not in the right headspace, if you're not doing your self-care, not going to therapy and all that, you will miss the signs that are given to you every day. Absolutely. You know, because you're not in the right headspace. Absolutely. And so they're there, guys. You just gotta open your eyes. And if you're clouded by hate, toxicity, you know jealousy pride you know ego then you're never going to see the signs so
1: because honestly yeah. i i in hindsight you know when i was going through it i was really 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 not okay like and i honestly speaking i mean these last couple months have been rough for me too but it's been Girl. for different reasons you know Girl. um but i do think about the fact that like if i hadn't made the decision to just roll with the with the blows that were coming in, I would not have had the free time to really invest and in see what it is that my kids needed in order for them to be, you know, where they are now. Because, yes, they are. Come to find out, long story short, my daughter got diagnosed first. Okay. She's a, she's over a year now out from her diagnosis. My son was diagnosed this year formally. So he's only a few months out from his diagnosis.
0: Wow. Mhm.
1: And it makes sense because my kids are twins.
0: Right, um, right. We are So now. they're for, they're fraternal twins, right? Yes, is that fraternal. how is that the mm-hmm. Okay, got you. Yep,
1: two, so fraternal twins means that more than one egg dropped when I was Oh, obviously. got you.
0: Mhm. Got you. Yeah.
1: Okay. So um I have a son and a daughter.
0: And how old are they now? They are
1: now five. We celebrated their fifth birthday in the end of January. They're Aquarians.
0: They're Aquarian. They're Aqu- okay. End of January. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Yep. That was my next question. You answered that. I was like, I was like, what's their sign? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. They're they Lord, I needed that. I needed that big three because I am not used to know February birthdays around in my you know in my area in my in my space. So. I was like, who, what, let me, let me learn about these people. Cause they're big. My breeze, mom, my mom breeze, is an Aquarius. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My mom yeah. is a Capricorn.
0: Okay. Okay. Yes. So, yes.
1: Um, a lot more earth sign energy in my house and I have a Virgo father. So. Oh,
0: okay. I love Virgos. Love Virgos. <sighs> <laughs> they're a lot though, but they're like I don't know i I tend to the ones I fuck with I love, but they it's they could not, be a lot
1: it's I was gonna say it's the whole concept of like Being so particular in
0: oh got you
1: very like things have to be a certain type of way when it comes to Virgo energy, or else they freak the fuck out. Like that shit can drive you crazy if you're not used to it. Fortunately though, I've had thirty plus years to right to that
0: (laughs) exactly. So you're an expert at this point. So yeah, at this point, yeah. Okay, well. Thank you for giving us insight on, you know, when your children were asked to be evaluated and yes. your experience with, um, you know, your struggle with losing your business and then, um, you know, navigating around being a mom and, you know, finding out your children are autistic and on the spectrum. And my question to you is because, you know, I, I, I haven't really shared this much with my audience um, either, is that my brother's autistic. My brother's two years younger than me and I am his caretaker. He lives with me. And so Goffrey is a special human and I love him and he's my my brother and I will always be there for him. And so I do my best, but at the same time, I feel like there's so much that I don't know, uh-huh. you know, about, about – being a caretaker to a, ch- a child with, au- a, a, with adult autism. Yeah. And he, he actually needs to be reevaluated as well. okay. Um, because I, because to be honest with you, he hasn't got evaluated since he was very young when okay. he first, you know, when he first got, da- um, got, um, you know, when they first alerted us and he got, he basically got alerted from my mother when he was in kindergarten, okay, because when he was about five, because they noticed that he was a little bit, um, slower i guess that's like not the the that's not the proper term to say but it's At like the time, he was... that was the language though so that like... was the language yeah. yes thank that you cuz it we was
1: to, we do have to be very honest when it comes thank to you. uh what we call ableist and non you know ableist language like we have to be very very uh, uh, mindful that there is still a lot of development coming along we still don't know as much as we ought to know when it comes to the signs, let alone the conversations. So
0: give yourself
1: grace. And I do say that to anybody who's having a conversation about this. Give yourself grace to understand that you may not be saying the proper things because the developments are constantly happening in real time. So there's shit that I know that I only just found out. You know what I'm saying? And there's stuff that I know that I'm only realizing was a sign after finding out people who have children younger than me are saying, Hey, this is a sign. Like things that I didn't even, I thought was just quirky weird toddler behavior that was like, no, 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 That's definitely part of their autism. You know? Well then of- what, what,
0: like, can you give us an example yeah, of sure. like,
1: so um, when my kids were babies, um, my daughter, both of them and my son actually used to do a lot of arm flapping Um, they would also walk on their tiptoes. Uh, there were definite like quirks about my daughter when it came to her sensitivity to, um, certain sounds. Mm. She would, even as a baby, this, this little girl would take her hands and put them over her ears. Like, nope, you too loud. Move. Like, I don't want to hear that. Mm. Um, also certain, uh, certain milestones were being hit in weird like time stages you know what i'm saying like my son for example he's verbal so both my children are verbal um my son is verbal but his sentence ability is what's limited uh, my daughter's a little bit better but again remember they are in two different stages of learning their diagnosis so the, the, the therapy time has been a little bit different so my son um I bullshit you not. This boy was saying full-blown words, sitting down, unable to stand up yet. He was saying words out of his mouth. And I thought I had like, I thought I was like just a mom that was so in awe and loving my kids that I was like wanting to hear it, but it wasn't anything really coming out. But no, I was actually correct. My son was saying words that were definitely not what you expected to hear from a baby who can't walk yet.
0: Wow! But then he
1: didn't walk. He literally went from sitting on the floor, scooting around. He was it was so funny. He would take his hands and move his body because he knew how to get to. <laughs> he knew how he was gonna get to that other side of the room, but he didn't have the leg strength yet. And then when he did finally get up, he didn't get up and just like stumble step like how normal you know walking stages are. He got up and literally darted across the room like wow from sitting to running yeah. And it was That's like, amazing. okay, this is wild. Like, what is happening? I, what? And then um, taking it all the way back to infancy, how they were showing me they had the signs. My son had, so autism brains have fixations. Um If they see something that piques their interest, they will literally laser precision focus, either stare at it or they'll want like, 50,000 million of them like if there's like those little figurine collectors like they'll want every single fucking one like autism brains just have that ability to like literally dive in to one particular thing my son used to do that with lights okay and he would literally as a baby Throw his body up because he couldn't, he didn't have the ability to, you know, use his neck muscles yet. So he knew, though, somehow, someway in his baby brain, he knew how to twist his shoulders and throw his body to go from like cradle position to on his back so he could look up and study those lights. He would study wow. lights, lamps. And then when he became strong enough to start reaching for stuff, we used to have to keep light bulbs like away from him. Cause if you was holding him, like you know, you holding the baby. If you holding him and he right here, and he could touch the lamp behind you, he would like touch it. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. So like, what was what he when he touched it? Did he have a reaction? Was he shocked that it was like warm or hot? Or well, he would. You... I would.
1: I wouldn't let him get so close because I okay. knew it was hot. So what Got I would you. do is I would kind of hold him away, but he would like babble and he would, hey, yeah, yeah, you know, oh. trying to grab the light. And I'm like, what are you doing, little boy? And we just always thought it was so cute. Like, oh, he got this fascination with lights. Okay, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. So I would make jokes and be like, oh, you're going to be my little scientist. You're experimenting with lights and stuff like that. Like, And so um, that was infancy stages, you know. And when I would take this information to the pediatrician about, I would just be talking about my kids because I thought it was just so fascinating seeing little humans. I'm an only child. So I didn't. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't grow up seeing these little humans in the house with me all all day long. So like, I would see other people's kids babysit, but then I'd go home and be the only child. You know, so Uh I was just fascinated by all of this shit. And I was talking to my pediatrician, my kids' pediatrician, about it. And um, shout out to my my kids' doctor because she's been with them since 13 months old, and I love her. Um, Um. but when I would bring it up to her, she would be like, "Okay, well, well." that's different you know and she wouldn't say anything that was like that's concerning she would just be like oh you have some real different kids maybe it's a twin thing and and she would always say twins are different everyone would always say Mm. twins are different twins are different so what I dismissed as just odd behavior that twins you know apparently do and they'll grow out of it eventually is what everyone kept telling me I didn't realize it hey no those are benchmarks that your child's brain is wired just a tad different you know um wow and they didn't allow me to really start taking the surveys and the questionnaires and the testing and everything until the kids were like well out of the infancy you know stages yes they were still technically toddlers your kids are toddlers until age four you know so they were still technically toddlers but like Even then, it was literally just the bug in the ear at that age when really, if there was a survey or a score that was created for the pre-toddler stages, I'm quite sure we'd be catching a lot of this autism diagnosis information way, way, way sooner. Um, So though I'm lucky that I had the information early, it still to me was like, I wish I had known this when they were still in diapers, because I could have already gotten them started in certain therapies and and exercises to not change their brain. And that's another thing I think a lot of people who um, have family members or who are taking care of people who have autism need to understand, like, it is not on the autistic person's job to conform and bend their mind to a neurotypical society. It is Mm. a neurotypical society because we are the majority. That's what happens when you have a privilege. It's something that, you know, a lot of people of color, specifically black people, we have a hard time talking about because we don't see where we do have privileges. But like an ableist society is the dominant society right now. Therefore, we have the privilege. So that means that we need to do more learning and understanding on how we can adapt to communicate with a population that is actually growing. The the autism population is actually a lot bigger than we know. The diagnosis numbers have increased exponentially. I'm not going to actually throw actual figures out there because I don't want to be wrong, but I'm reading how many diagnoses were given from the year that I was born in the mid 80s to how many diagnoses are now being given out now. And a lot of the, the I'm just going to call it bullshit, a lot of the bullshit that's going around of, you know, oh, my kid is autistic because of food. Oh, my kid is autistic because of vaccines. Like, no, your kid is autistic because your family has a genetic predisposition to give a, a person in your lineage autism. Someone in your family line more than likely was also a person who either had autism and it was not diagnosed, or has the gene to carry an autistic characteristic in your child. You know your future lineage's development, whether that be via their um, autism. In because there's being being an autism is a spectrum. Um, there are people who are going to have it in it show up as behavior and it not show up in their intellectual capabilities. There's going to be people who haven't show up in their intellectual ability, but their behavior is going to seemingly be what society has deemed as normal. So you have, and that's just two descriptors. There's way more when it comes to describing a person who has autism and how it shows up when they are out. And, and the problem with, with the whole thing in general is that we have, taken autism to look like a certain way and we've really benchmarked it for boys not really for girls you know or uh, or i won't because i it's, it's hard to say boys versus girls because there are people who you know do not subscribe to the gender binary but for this particular conversation i'm going to say boys because males assigned you know at birth are who the studies were done on in the first place
0: um, Which is very common. I mean, mm-hmm. not to cut you, not to cut in no, or anything, not, but not. like, yeah, I literally agree with you on that in the sense, and I think it's like the fact that women are still learning about our, we're still learning about our periods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no there, like the lack of education on a woman's body or like our menstrual cycles, and like we talk about this all the time with my co-host Becky. How, like, we just had a whole conversation about vulvas and how like they're like you can see a penis on HBO Max, but you won't see like a vulva. That's like, whoa, yep.
1: what the,
0: fu- you know, like. So I, I think that's, I think that's to, pretty we normal. Still
1: have to blur out their nipples. Yeah. On anything you know even if it's artistic like and it's a thing like i like honestly what is defined as artistic because i think that uh, it's subjective yeah right but, yeah autism has been something that so getting getting a little bit more into my family history which is also part of how i found this out i grew up in a family where we had a member a couple members actually who, if they have, if they were to go through formal evaluation, they would be diagnosed as autistic. Um, you can also say living on the spectrum. You can also say living with autism. Um, so they are all, though, at the they came up during the era of <clears throat> black people. Um, really, really being committed to the mental health being a taboo thing. Um, society in general got it bad, but like you know, our community is like very, very, very headstrong. Um, we are getting a lot better, but at one point we were all very headstrong about those types of things, and um, unfortunately we do come up in a society again. It's ableist, and with that being said, the history has always been if anything is going on with you that seems a little bit off. You're either outcast by society or they're going to put you in some kind of institution and lock you up and throw away the key. So I understand now with that information why my family probably didn't go through with like formally getting this, you know, because I don't come from the type of family that will just ignore health problems blatantly. You know what I'm saying? If he, if folks feel like something's wrong with you, they're going to they gonna actually get on your nerves until you go to the doctor. So I don't think in hindsight that them keeping this information um out of the medical system was like some sort of mean denial or like, you know, an intentional situation. I really do think that it was. More probably a protector because I myself am still very much on the fence. I do have a medical diagnosis in this system for my children, but I'm still very, very on the fence whether or not I'm going to apply for disability because I don't want my kids to have all of these things that they now cannot do all simply because mm-hmm. I made a decision when they were children to have the disability assistance and all of that, those things come in because when you're disabled, interesting. You cannot work. When you're disabled, certain educational opportunities will not be afforded to you. Yeah, they some things you'll get, but certain things will not be afforded to you because wow. you're considered, quote unquote, disabled. You can't participate in certain sporting programs. You can't participate. You can't even when you get grown. And there are plenty of people on the spectrum who have loving relationships and are with partners and everything. But if you are considered disabled, guess what you can't do? Go get married. Wow. You'll lose your benefits, you know? So I got to think about that. And I'm like, my kids are only five. They got a big, long life ahead of them. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't want to make a decision for them when they're little people and they need me to make a decision for them. And then it becomes something that when their abilities to make decisions for themselves start to kick in, they look at me and they're like, oh, man, mom, I know you were doing what was best for me, but I kind of wish you didn't do that. You know what I mean? So I'm still very on the fence about it i really want to see where my my children's development goes you know before i make that decision because there's nothing wrong with having a medical diagnosis just there um it is a part of medical history you know what i mean and if if my children do want to ever pursue if they feel like they are having a hard time adjusting to society and they need that help is right there for them you know but i still there's a lot of stuff unfortunately like because again this this The society globally, not just in America, it's real bad over here, but globally, we don't live in a world that accepts, not just accepts, but actually like creates and adapts and accommodates for people who do not have the same type of functionality as the quote unquote mass society does. My kids are... They have, this is the, the best way I describe the, in them to anyone is my kids have the brain power two to three years older than where they are now. They have the behavior challenges <laughs> of a child one to two years younger. Than
0: they are. Interesting. So their brains are developing faster than their motor skills, or their that motor maybe some... skills
1: and their co- their cognitive abilities and their in their decision making skills. Wow. So my kids are still very impulsive, like toddlers. You know, you'll have a toddler. They'll they'll see some shit. They'll dump out a whole something of whatever it is, and then be like playing in it and rolling around and not thinking. Yeah, my mom's gonna walk in the room and like blow the hell up. I mean, you know, fortunately. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't get angry anymore. I used to get mad. I did, but I don't get mad anymore because it's like, okay, I understand where it's coming from. But yeah, I have very smart kids who behave like toddlers and they know their shit. Okay. My kids know their shit. They have a very, very, very easy time watching something one time, picking it up and then re-implementing it. But can they, do they still eat off the floor? Yeah. <laughs> do they still do, like I said, dump out stuff and pour it all over the place? And I got a big ass mess I got to clean up all because I turned my head for three seconds. Yes, they do. They have mm. partners in crime with each other. So they have, my, my kids can trade off. When one wants to be the ringleader, the other one is the, the henchman. And they switch off when they, you know, when they feel like it. So I do have the challenges of I still am in the toddler stages. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone kept telling me when my kids were toddlers, oh, wait till they turn five. It's going to change. Oh, wait till they turn five. Baby, we still doing four-year-old, three-year-old, two-year-old shit up in my house. But my kids can read. My kids are not in kindergarten yet and they can read, okay? When I say read, I'm talking about... Open the book, mommy. Let me read to you. Read, yeah. Wow. You know, my kids also do things called STEM. STEM stimulation. Stimming means it's a short it's a short phrase for stimulation. So if you ever see um, a person who's making noises, we all STEM. Every single person, whether you're neurotypical or neurodivergent, you STEM. Some people for stemming is smoking. Some people stimming is tapping their fingers on the table if they're like in a meeting. Some people use fidget toys because their hands Okay. Can't stop. that's all of those are stimming stem, behavior because that's behavior that helps us regulate our bodies and soothe ourselves in times of distress. Even if it's a little bit of distress, it may not it may, it's not a trauma. It can be something like I don't want to sit in this 2-hour Zoom meeting. That's distress. You know, so you're gonna take that little squeezy toy, and you're gonna to have it playing by your side while you're sitting there listening to the Zoom. That's something that autism autistic minded individuals do, but they do it to the extreme. So my son, he stems by making sounds and noises repeatedly. So for example, if he's having a good time, you might hear him go wee, wee, we And he'll do it and, and over and over and over again and over again. And, yes, as a person who's neurotypical, it bothers me sometimes to hear that repetitive sound over and over again because I like, when I'm stimulated, I like things to be at a lower tone. I'm a little mm. bit more calm when I'm chill. So we, instead of me saying, don't do that, the only time I tell him not to make those type of noises is if... We're trying to do something that's like go to bed. We're trying to take a nap. We're trying to lay down. Like we're trying to get our bodies. So I'll tell him, I need you to, I need you to do it quietly. I need you to do it softly. So I teach him how to stem, but I teach him how to do things where when it's time to tone our voices down, we tone our voices down. When you want to turn up, you can be as loud as you want. You know what I mean? So I'm learning as a neurotypical person how to be around someone who's neurodivergent 24/7 seven days a week. And it's teaching me that like, hey, you know what? This is not, I have the ability to to jump in and out of both worlds. That's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do that. I'm not going to make him be quiet because that's how you teach a, a autistic minded person to mask. Masking is when a person who's on the autism spectrum who can do this when they adapt their behavior to fit into what they think is, quote, unquote, normal. So if my son can, I don't know if he can do that yet. If my son can, he might go into society and be extremely quiet because he knows that if he's too excited, he'll stem, and people will look at him like he's weird.
0: Oh, kind of like code switching a little, like code (laughs) switch or like like, okay.
1: Code switching, but just behavioral behavioral
0: oh okay it's exactly all right that.
1: because when he's home he can be free and he knows i'm not gonna say anything but except i'm gonna say Hassan is quiet time let's like let's stem a little bit quietly let's stem. what's your way. son's
0: name what's
1: Hassan. your son's name my son's name Hassan. is Hassan. Mm-hmm, hasan and oh, I love my it. daughter's name is naomi which means pleasant
0: come on now naomi yes. naomi yes
1: yes yes yes, yes. yes.
0: powerful yes. I, I powerful name. names
1: Thank you. I pronounce um, my daughter's name. Uh, I know a lot more. I think a lot of Spanish speak- speaking, uh, a lot of Spanish speakers in in, in American society say Naomi, but Naomi. her pronunci her pronunciation is coming from its origin, which is Middle Eastern, and it's Naomi and the- Naomi. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So Naomi. Okay. That's
1: why I pronounce it that way. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm learning as a mother of autistic children to parent in their way that makes sense for them and not parent in my way that I was brought up because I was brought up with a different mind. You know what I'm saying? I also was raised in a different environment. And so my kids are learning, my kids are learning me and I'm learning them to be honest with you. You know what I mean? There's a lot of shit that my kids do that is very, very typical to kids. My kids love the the same TV shows that get on all the parents' nerves. You know what I mean? They love McDonald's. They get on my damn nerves. I want some. I want some chicken, chicken nuggets. Like they do a lot of the same shit that the typical kid kids that you see that are deemed quote unquote normal in society do. Um, the only difference is that there are behaviors that I have to figure out okay, what does this mean? Because just like everybody else, humans do things for reasons. You know what I'm saying? We are the only species that has the ability to do something out of a just want, not just out of a instinctively wired to do this. You know what I'm saying? We don't migrate when the weather changes because we don't want to move. You feel me? Like we build
0: a house. Hello. And we <laughs> and put the heat in
1: the fuck side. Like we,
0: it's... air conditioning. <laughs> air con.
1: Exactly. So I, I just kind of take that same mentality when it comes to my children, because I already have a lot of shit going on in just existing. You know what I'm saying? I'm black. I'm speak queen, on it. I'm a woman. I'm fat. I have natural hair. Like, There's a lot of shit that people are going to automatically assume that because I appear a certain way that like my kids are going to behave a certain way or my kids to say certain things in a certain type of way. Like I can't tell you how many times I'll be outside with my kids and people will just look at me because I'm actually having a conversation and I'm saying, okay, it's time to go. What did mommy say? And I'm not hollering and I'm not snapping off at them and, I actually like my kids are cool. Like I enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> love like...
0: that. You're like I've been chilling with them. They're yeah. the homies. <laughs> and I mean, don't get
1: me wrong. I do struggle, and I've I've talked about this on my my you know my social media accounts all the time. I struggle with childcare still. I have been looking for somebody to help me when it comes to giving me a break because I do take on a lot, and having two children is a fucking lot. Um, Ooh, girl, but. However, I am very proud to say that I don't put my burdens on my kids. My kids do not feel responsible, responsible for none of this shit going on in their mama's life. In fact, my kids don't know half the time when their mama's stressed out because whenever they are, you know, stressing me the fuck out, I know how to step away. I know how to get out my crying and my anger and my frustration away from their, their site. You know what I mean? A
0: Torian, a true Uh Torian. I mean, I stand. Well, okay. (laughs) Well, can I just say that Harlem, your story is so inspiring. I mean, I've learned so fucking much from this, just like the 50 minutes that we've been talking, like it's insane. And I think that, you know, having people like yourself be so open and transparent about their journeys of, you know, having children with uh, autism and, you know, just like the, 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 just the learning curve you've had to just kind of like, like you said, like back when we were, and like, like I said, back in the day you know obviously you weren't really loud and proud about mental health you know what i'm saying but, it was like oh oh you crazy you going yeah. to the shrink you going you crazy as hell you know yeah, nowadays white
1: people problems to be
0: honest white people shit that's yep. white people shit you know like only white people go to the fucking therapist mm-hmm. and all this shit you know shit i had therapy today and i was like i love you you know what i'm saying okay. like i need this you know it's important it's a part of my self care you know uh practices and thank you so much just for sharing a little bit about your day to day with your children and how special they are. And just like, I just, I learned so much and I'm sure the listeners also can just, Absolutely. and then, yeah. And just people that also like have uh living with people with, uh, with on the spectrum, like with autism, oh, yeah. you know, like they crushing it. there's a, they are crushing yeah. It. And it's, and like you said, there's a lot more people like there are people that are undiagnosed to this day. Mm-hmm. I have people in my life that I feel are un- like, undiagnosed mm-hmm. autism, you know, even have are on the spectrum as Absolutely. well. And they just have not been diagnosed, but you know, it's like, how do you have those conversations? You know what I mean? It's like, it's difficult. But I feel like the more we do this, like just me and you, and, like having platforms like us, you know, where we can talk about this casually and just being vulnerable and say, I Absolutely. don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, Absolutely. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I really, you know I, what I mean? I'm right? it's like, time.
1: I just know that I love my kids. Right. I want to communicate and figure them out. And I was determined to do that. And that's how I gained the wealth of information that I have. TikTok has also been very knowledgeable.
0: Talk about it,
1: yes, girl. I
0: hope they don't. I hope they don't shut that shit down. Me but either. ooh, and they if they
1: do. They need to come on and make some some kind of top tick or some shit. I don't know a <laughs> remix. Do it
0: i know that's right i know that's right well I, I know you are busy and i do want us to have time for the next segment because i want yes. us to have some fun yes, yes, yes. Be, um so 15
1: 20 minutes before that school bus okay
0: <laughs> perfect so i'm gonna we're gonna take a quick break listeners and when we come back we're gonna do meditates, masturbates and or medicates yes. with harlem knights we'll be back we'll be right back after these sickening messages This episode was brought to you by Lost Farm. From the makers of Kiva Confections comes Lost Farm. Strain-specific, plant-based, 10-milligram THC edible gummies and chews infused with what? 100% live resin and solventless live resin for a distinctively full spectrum, true to the plant high. Novices need not apply. Must be 21 or older to consume. And we are back from our break, everyone. And we are here with Harlem Night. And guess what it's time for? It's time for Meditate, Masturbate, and or Medicate. And so, Harlem, uh, this is the first time on the show, so let me break this down. This is our wellness segment and we have some fun here. So, Meditate, Masturbate, Medicate is our pillars of our ethos of our, you know, of the, of kimboology. So, basically, you're gonna just choose one or talk about a few of them or whatever you are comfortable with. And we're gonna just, gonna like, you know, have a conversation, whether it's this is the type of porn I watch or this is what I journal for my self care for me- under Meditate. You know, Masturbate will be anything sexual, you know, wellness related. Yeah. And then, Meditate is, Obviously, what you doing? with you smoking the right now? I surely um,
1: right. I, like I said, I got 15 minutes before these 15 20 minutes for these kids get off this bus. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. I actually do a little bit of all three. Fun facts about okay. me: is that I am single for now eight years.
0: Eight years, really? And I was
1: engaged. Um, the engagement was called off, and then I decided okay. to not be in a relationship with anyone um, until. I was healed up from that relationship and then a bunch of other sh- shit that I needed to work on. So it turns out to be 8 years. Um also okay. too, when I was pregnant I just didn't want to date. So
0: Wait, are we doing masturbate first?
1: Um yeah. I mean a little okay. could, it could okay. actually it's a little bit all three, I'll tell you honestly. So Okay. Um I I will basically it's funny because when I read that part of when you sent me like what the the topics were gonna be, I was like, Oh yes, oh shit! I do a little bit of all three. So I meditate. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I meditate. I'm actually learn I'm trying to do something different, which is not use. Um, typically, I do watch porn. Like, I mean, who the fuck don't? Um, and I typically watch lesbian porn to get myself like in the mood, turned on, to the masturbate. But I've been really trying to be intentional with my spiritual zone my mind my body all of that type of shit and so I've been listening to a lot of meditation apps and also just kind of like been letting instrumental music um help me when it comes to like my meditation and 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 getting my mind mentally there and speaking of getting there (laughs) um I've also just been not really trying to rely on porn to like turn me on because at the end of the day, like it's become, it's not, I don't have an addiction or anything like that. I don't, other than that, other than putting it on to try to get myself like turned on, that's really all I use it for. Um, but I really still feel like if I want now, cause I, I do feel like I'm ready to date again. So I'm like, okay, you know what? If I want that connection, if I want to have that, you know, mental to mental thing I know that like if I'm trying to connect with another person I'm not gonna want porn in the background I'm gonna want that person you know to be so I've been working on just kind of like when I do masturbate not using anything outside to turn myself on just kind of like letting my mind wander in that sexual you know zone and then just like going from there and seeing, you know, what, what that's, what that's getting. And the last time I did that, it actually really was dope. It wasn't, it wasn't. Do you use any tools? Do you use any oh, toys yeah. or anything? I got all kinds of shit y'all. Like, I thought, a long time, long time, okay? I <laughs> I have, um, the womanizer is my shit.
0: I've heard of that one. So Which the, one the is that again? Is
1: the OG rose toy. Like the rose toy did get on the scene and blow up because, it's a lot more affordable, but the original technology was created by this brand called Womanizer and it's air pressured, uh, different levels of air pressure. You can do an intense, you can do real slow, you can do like a light puff. It really just depends on your mood. Um, and it has different speeds. So you can, you can adjust the speed and the air pressure on the Womanizer. Yeah. Wow. And it it's, it definitely does the job. Sometimes, I and, and it's her. on your clit? on your clit? Right on the clip. like you could put it right on. The, I mean, oh. you can adjust. So here's the thing: you can, you can. Typically, it is a clit stimulant, but if it really like, if you just real curious and stuff like that, you could definitely put it on your nipples, and that shit feels great.
0: <laughs> really? See, my nipples don't really do it for me. I've never been that type really? of like. Okay. Yeah, my that's me. After babies.
1: When before oh. I had kids, they weren't that sensitive. Now, like a little yeah. air pressure, and I'm like, oh shit like what really
0: okay sometimes if i go outside and
1: i'm braless i'll put on pasties just so that i don't have a hard nipple (laughs) because the air changing will like just (laughs) not the air the air child like sorry
0: (laughs) mind my nips (laughs) my (laughs) bad
1: Nips just wanted
0: to survey the
1: room that's all okay <laughs> um so yeah i just you know and of course i mean who the hell don't smoke before they like i mean smoking has enhanced my orgasms nine times oh. like it's if i do can- you ever
0: use do you ever use lube like with thc in it or like like cannabis oh infused no, lube i've
1: used warming lube and i love that
0: oh honey you about to get into this E-A-C lube yes honey it's like your pussy's high it's everything
1: (laughs) you gotta get that shit to me before birthday season
0: (laughs) you know what and I'm gonna you know what it's my goal because I've been experimenting with topicals and making my own can because I made my own cannabis cannabis coconut oil and cannabis butter yeah I want to try to I want to try to work on making like a lube that like that's my goal eventually but because I because I yeah, because it you know it helps with like lubrication too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If you like, if you you know what I mean, like just everything and like and getting out of your head, getting out make, you know, getting
1: out of your head. And I I feel like I'll be honest with you to tie it all together. I do feel like burlesque definitely helped me with that shit because I just like. I mean, I did have a person that I you know was having a a quick little sneaky link situation with. And they told me that they noticed a difference between like the sex that we were having pre-dance versus like now me being like a consistent dancing all the time, you know, situation. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you look at your ass a couple of times in the air and you know, you start to get ideas. Listen, (laughs)
0: listen, it's so, it's so liberating. You you just, you kind of like just switch it on. Like you have this like. You just go into this different mode, you know, and then you just you just do it, you know, and it's so fun. And then then, you get
1: backstage and you put on your sweatpants and you go home and you eat uh, because that's what I did uh, after the last show. I put on my clothes, went right to the diner and sat there table for one. (laughs)
0: speak on it okay because at the end of the day my reality is not that you know like i mean that's that's
1: like a. go out after the show like
0: no and it's nothing against
1: anybody i love i love so many of the burlesque folks that i've like become community with but i just am now in that stage of like i want to go out there do what i got to do and then like get back to the comfort you know
0: the taurians yeah, i yeah. love a true to- a taurus queen it's that is me that is me down girl me down like when i tell you that i play this shit on tv but when i go home okay. i go to my homestead with my chickens and my cats and i just be chill I- i'm happy part, that you know what i'm saying i don't part. need to be out in these streets i love y'all and sure have your fun and don't do not do not <laughs> uh I just love you, Harlem. Like we just understand each other. Okay, I knew we just well, get it. I knew it. <laughs> truly, 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 truly. Um, question for you? Yes. Because you, you do, because you, you're obviously a cannabis consumer. How, does cannabis cannabis help you when it comes to like raising your children? Like, does you feel like it helps you like kind of? Because I feel like it's helped me like take a moment. Because to be honest with you, like the other day, Goffrey, my little brother, had yes. an episode. Okay. And uh, it was because he had too—he had consumed too much THC, okay. right? And typically with that, you know, THC, CBD, and like, like if, it, if it's THC and CBD together, like, that's really actually really great for, for Goffrey. Because mm-hmm. it's the, the non-psychoactive and the psychoactive part of the plant, like, they balance each other out. However, if there's too much of the THC, the psychoactive part, it, it tends to um, mm-hmm. make Goffrey, I think, a little bit hallucinate a little bit, to okay. be honest with you. Because okay. the things that he says, I'm like, oh, he doesn't actually know what reality is. So... Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. So with
0: that being said, do you feel like cannabis is like a, a huge, is, like a, is it helping you in your journey with yeah, your children? Yeah, for
1: sure. It's helping me in parenting in general. Um, so I didn't start consuming it like medically because I consume recreation and medical. I'm not going to lie. Um, for, Same. Know, for those purposes. Same. But at one point it was strictly recreational. Um, and I, I didn't really have a lot of the life, you know, problems that I have now, issues, challenges, whatever you want to call it. Um, I did notice though, that as I became more just wanting to like be okay, but not necessarily wanting to, I, I'm not a drinker, you know what I mean? At one point in time I was, and, and that was, I mean, who didn't drink heavy, heavier when they were in their earlier, you know, earlier years, especially, you know, if you was living in a college town type thing. So that was definitely before, but now because I'm not really a drinker, um, I do like to allow myself to feel all of my feels. Like I, I'm a, I'm a cry, I'm a cry. I'm a be irritated if I need to be irritated. So, I do notice that cannabis helps me with being in those frames of minds, but also slowing myself down enough to like really think through. Okay, does this does this need me to have This strong of a reaction or not. You know what I mean? And that's helping me a lot when it comes to my kids and what I have a tolerance for. Because sometimes, you know, like I said before, they they never really got out the toddler stages. So certain shit, it's going to test me. It's going to test me whether I wanted to or not. You know what I mean? And so pretty much when I'm in that state, I, you know, for lack of a better word, the higher I am, the more patient I am. <laughs> talk <laughs> about down it. To it you know what I'm saying there's times Love kids it. have done shit that I'm just like I know that me before a nice iced coffee and a smoke would have been like everybody get your ass in this bed and lay down <laughs> get your ass in this
0: <laughs> Yep. <laughs>
1: but because, yep. you know, I don't had time to, because I'm not just sitting there smoking just to be smoking. I'm sitting there smoking and I'm thinking about, okay, this is what I got to do. This is what, you know, is going on. These are my plans for the day. Da, da, da. Like I tend to be, I don't do a wake and bake anymore because I just can't. I don't, I don't have the ability. I have little people right there up underneath me. So I can't just like roll over in hit shit you know i gotta wait till they get on the school bus so my 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 smoking time is more like midday you know which is still like early in the day for me because my day doesn't end until damn near 10 11 o'clock at night it's still technically early for me (laughs) um right so it helps me just kind of like yeah like right now I've, i've been you know doing this conversation with you smoking by the time my kids get off the bus in about 15 minutes i'll be able to get them off and You know, I've had time to just kind of, like, think. I don't even clean my house and shit while they're gone. Like, I know, I remember being that person that was, like, trying to capitalize on every minute of, like, my kids are not in the house. And now I'm just, like, they're going to come home and fuck up everything I already did anyway. So, why am I going to sit here and be stressed? I'm going to just smoke this shit. I'm going to, like, chill the fuck out for these, like, 15, 20 minutes or so. And then when they get off the bus, I'm going to have the munchies. It'll be time for lunch. Like... We good. <laughs> I live. Come on now.
0: That's a sickening routine. Come on. I, mean, I love that.
1: You know, and we'll see how this works for a couple right. more months. And if right. it still works for them while they're, you know, getting ready for their summertime break, then great. If it doesn't work, we we'll have to modify the schedule.
0: <laughs> one thing that we are as tourists, we're adaptable, honey, okay? Yeah. we going to make it work. We're going to figure it the fuck out. Exactly. So, I just, I'm just so in awe of you, Harlem. You're just so amazing. And I just, I can't, I can't (laughs) even just, like, you are just dropping such knowledge. You have such great personality. Like, and and obviously if you guys have seen Harlem perform, which I have been, (laughs) I have been blessed to see her perform twice now. She's amazing. She's incredible. (laughs) And just an all around amazing person. And Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, which of is like, course. time is the most important thing to like yes. adults now, like more than money, yes. more than money is yes. time. So thank you for giving you me this time so Welcome. and sharing your story on this podcast. Yes. And I'm very
1: proud to at, share my story.
0: <laughs> oh, I love And like, obviously I was just, we were talking about in the break. I'm like, I, I, I thought I, I'm like, Harlem, when I get my shit together and we get some visuals, I would love to have you back on. Cause I and just feel like people. Need, yes yes it's a, it's we a need a to strong do it
1: yes for me anytime yes <laughs> we
0: love you here and at this time though like uh Harlem is there anything that you want to plug any events that we can hey, see you at your course. social media handles
1: yes so my social media um Instagram is probably going to be the best place to find like all of my upcoming shows I do post on TikTok but that's more so like performance videos clips and things like that um my Instagram is mi Harlem where I'm from woo woo night but it's spelled n-y-t-e so miss harlem night all one word that's my ig um and that will lead you to my tiktok and everything else that i have um my next performance is actually this saturday in the city in chicago um at this speakeasy it's a brand new speakeasy called meat and whiskey um that's coming up i actually will be in new york performing next month um, really exciting! Yes, yes, and then in the fall, I'm performing at the Ohio Burlesque Festival.
0: So yeah. So okay. So Harlem, Hi. she outside. She busy, y'all. She busy, y'all. I love to fucking see it. You deserve. You deserve, Queen. You deserve. You deserve. And guys, I will put all this in the show notes as well. That way, you guys can go in and find Harlem and all her events maybe she'll come to a local city near you she's yes, a traveling burlesque I'm, I'm artist in,
1: i'm open to be book hunties. yes so
0: <laughs> if you want you want Harlan to come and bless your stage also she hosts and mcs and she does an amazing job thank you. she did it she did she hosted our cuz we just had the siren showcase for our students our yes. student showcase and she emceed and she did great so shout out to you you're amazing thank you so much um it's so affirming. thank you thank you <laughs> yes so no, funny. seriously, I, this conversation, I feel like was so important to have this month because of April yeah. uh, is April is Autism Awareness Month. Yeah. And I have been called to this too. like kind of like you said, you've been called like, I was just talking to my therapist, how there's all these signs happening that are bringing the autism, like, trying to make highlight. like, you need to put this on your radar, you need mm-hmm. to like, dive deeper into your brother, Kimbo, like, you need mm-hmm. to go and like, find these resources for Godfrey. Like, you know, he's oh, a good, yeah. he's a good, he's a good man. He just is he? You know, I mean, I'm his. I'm his caretaker, so yeah. I have to be like he. He's not gonna be able to do all this on his own. You know, mm-hmm. I have to do it for him. You know, and yep. so I, I, I just, you know, I'm excited to just see, watch your journey, how you raise Dang. your children as well. Like, so we will talk you know,
1: absolutely further off camera, like you know, off. Yeah, of course, like we we can talk more about resources, and you know, if we if you want to do an update, I'm more yes. than down.
0: I was actually, thank you for saying that. Do, are there, because that was one of my questions I never asked you. Mm-hmm. Are there any resources that have really helped you in your journey? And can yes. you please let us know? And I'll yes. put them in the show notes. I'll put actually, them in the show notes too.
1: So um, first of all, the hashtag actually autistic. All right. Is a big help. It's a plethora on both platforms. Um, actually, all TikTok three, and Instagram, right? Yeah, TikTok and yeah. okay, all, all the big three. But I, I'm not really a Facebooker like that anymore. I'm really more okay. Instagram, TikTok. Um, Got you. That hashtag actually autistic is amazing. Um, there's also uh, Jubilee, which is a channel on YouTube. They have a lot of um talks about people who are on the spectrum versus people who are not, and they actually had a video of couples who either both are or one of them are on the spectrum and they were having the candid heart to heart about, you know, being in relationships with other people who are um, understanding and learning about what it is to be an adult with autism. There's also a group who meet up for lunch every month. I'm going to drop that info too. Um, They are, I think it's, Lunch with autism, something like that, or like dining. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna um as soon as we wrap this up, so you can put it in the notes. I'm gonna actually please like, search that for you because it's on Instagram, um and it's a group meetup of uh both adults and children meet up because sometimes people will bring their kids, but I do believe there's a specific group only for a certain age and up for meeting up. They have lunch together. Um, I love this. Yeah, there's a drummer in Chicago by the name of Victoria, um, Victoria uh, Boateng, and they are um, a professional djembe drummer. I know them through the dance community. Um, They're a professional djembe drummer, but they actually also um, advocate for adults who live with autism. And I believe Victoria is either late 20s or early 30s aged. And um, she is amazing. She's all over the city. I... Highly recommend following her page. Um, okay. She is super dope and knows where all the social things are. Like, she's always like, okay. hey, there's a meetup happening. And I'm like,
0: oh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to follow her. I'm going to follow her, like, yes, down. Please. Yes. And, you know, yes. That might, al-
1: that might be also a really good person to ask questions about being in the adult space with it because we got, our people got gaps of time between each other. <laughs> so I'm definitely, definitely more on the, I'm learning about it from. Childhood, and you're now exactly versed. You've already be- become very versed in the childhood and all other stuff, but now you're kind of in that, you know, that different stage where it's like, okay, yeah, socialization and adulthood and all of that stuff. And yeah, independence, and it doesn't matter if the autistic person is verbal or not, everyone wants to feel a source of independence when they hit a milestone in adulthood. And I, I love that, and that's exactly probably where your brother is at with certain shit. So I think yes. if you get that resource tapped into, that'll help with his confidence cuz built boosting up his confidence and him being more affirmed in his diagnosis is only going to yeah. help you as his caretaker be really more of an advocate for him and not like caretaker in the sense of I got to hold your hand through everything right cuz you don't want to uh, do that's that going to burn you out I love you I love you,
0: I love you. and From all the way I'm down. I know I'm I'm giving you an air hug right now because yes. y'all don't understand like it's it's this is just like god's timing the universe's timing this right here like me and harlem just like literally coexisting together and finding each other in this space is so monumental to me and i just appreciate you so 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 much and
1: anytime
0: yes thank you so much
1: we have to we have whether people force it or if we just go ahead and naturally let it happen great but Either way, we're going to talk about it because there's way, way, way more that needs to be tapped into this subject.
0: Absolutely. In
1: so many different ways.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Harlem. I know you have your children that are going to be stopping in very soon. At this point <laughs> right so i want to let you i want to i want to say thank you and you know give you your time and yeah i just listeners you know go and support your girl harlem you know yes, like she's you. she's amazing <laughs> and yeah thank you guys for listening and uh we'll talk to you guys next week yes. bye <laughs> kimbo out
1: brought to you by the Rick dog network
0: Well, shoot the damn dog.